Hi, Roy. Hello, Michael. How you doing? You okay? Okay, thanks. Yeah, you? Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, I wanted to congratulate you uh, being honoured with the Outstanding Contribution Award, this year's Football London Football Awards, and 46th season as coach and manager. Incredible achievement, so congratulations. How does that feel? Well, thank you very much. It's always very nice to be recognised for the body of work one's done over a long career, so I'm very grateful. Grateful to the London Awards and grateful, of course, to the Willow Foundation, who sponsor this award or, or present this award, if you like, in, in tandem. Um, question to all managers uh, today, Roy. Uh, it's on the subject of VAR. There's a survey uh, coming in to request feedback on VAR, in particular penalties, red cards. Uh, have you got any feedback for VAR at the moment, good or bad? Well, I think there's a lot to say, isn't there? But I think it's good that the Premier League are asking for this feedback and I think it will be interesting to see how they how they frame the questions and you know what sort of feedback they they really want from us because a lot of things have been going on all the while we've had VAR this season. There's been a lot said and there's already been some modifications actually during the course of the season. So I think all managers and club owners and technical directors will have quite a strong opinion about you know what's happened so far and what could be perhaps done to improve it so uh, I'll wait and, until the survey comes around and I'll sit down with Steve Parrish and Doug Friedman and I think we'll look at it together. Um, bit of sad news, um, looks like Chris Wilder is to leave Sheffield United, um, a, few words, a few words on that? Well it's a major surprise I must say, I, I saw the, the headline on the, on the television here in the training ground this morning, it was a major surprise for me because I think Really, I associate Chris so much with Sheffield United and join in everybody else, really, and congratulate him on the fantastic job he's done over such a long period of time. And I would have thought that he would be hard at work now preparing next season, albeit realistically perhaps coming to terms with the fact that it's more likely to be in the Championship than in the Premiership, but there's still a lot to prepare and a lot to be done. So the fact that he's leaving did come as a surprise and a shock to me, but I have no idea what lies behind that decision to leave, so I can't say any more at this stage because all I've got really is the, the blunt message that he's likely to leave uh, Sheffield United this afternoon. I suppose we're good, uh, especially in the second half last week, but I was really impressed with Christian Benteke. Uh, of course, he's sort of ahead of Michi and, and Mateta at the moment. Do you think he's doing enough um, to be considered for a new contract the way he's playing? Well, I think the only way players can really give themselves a chance of getting a new contract is to, when they've been given the chance to play in the team, to show you know they're more than capable of playing in the team and that they can bring some good things to the team. So, really, he's doing exactly what all players, I think, in his situation at the moment should be doing. Um, They've got to be given the chance, of course, and that doesn't necessarily depend upon them. That depends upon us, the, the coaching staff. But once we've given them the opportunity, it's very important they grasp it. And you would have to say that in the last few games, Christian has done that. On contracts, I mean, I know things happening, yeah, and, and, and with yourself. Do you still have in the back of your mind, you know, this is what I would potentially like next summer, I'd like to keep him next summer? Because, I mean, we're, we're heading into mid-March. Yeah, but there's still a lot of time to go. And uh, as I've said on so many occasions now, it must be becoming quite boring to hear that as far as I'm concerned, it's all about making certain we get through these, 
these next games in particular, uh, get ourselves into a position where we can perhaps feel even more comfortable than we do at the moment with regard to our status next season. And that will be the time, I'm sure, for the club to really look into these, these contract situations. But at the moment, there's big games ahead, not least of all the one that's coming up tomorrow. And I think that's where all our focus should be. And there's no need, if you like, for anybody here to, to look further beyond that. Um, Sam Allardyce says this is a bigger game for West Brom than yourselves. Surely that's not right, is it? Because it's a big game for yourselves, isn't it? It is. It is a big game. Big game for both teams. But I understand where Sam is coming from there. Of course, you know, they, they've had a, a little bit of a revival, taking four points from the last three games, you know, not, not conceded hardly any goals. That's a, that's a good spell there, and they must be thinking, we've got to build upon that, and tomorrow is their opportunity to build on it. But we, by contrast, have got to make certain we don't allow them to do so. So I think it's a typical Premier League game. Both teams going into it will be wanting to win for their different reasons, if you like, or their different ambitions. Uh, and certainly we won't be in any way fooled by the fact that you know, they want it more so it should make it easier for us in some way. That's not how it works out. I've been impressed by what they've done recently. I've been impressed by the videos that we've been following, you know, analysing their play. They, they are playing well at the moment, just in the same way that Fulham are playing well at the moment. So all the teams below us in the table are actually in good form. And uh, as a result, we've got to make certain that we don't show any signs of anything other than the same desire to win the game as our opponent. They loved you there as well, didn't they? Back in your time at the Hawthorns? Yeah, it was a good time at the Hawthorns. The people there were very, very nice to me. I enjoyed the club. I enjoyed the 18 months I spent there. But unfortunately, you, you move on to different clubs. And then, unfortunately, however much you enjoyed your time and however much affection you might have, for a club like West Brom or Fulham a couple of weeks earlier, unfortunately they become the enemy when you meet them again when you're managing a different club. Uh, just finally from me, we're doing a feature on, on exciting young players and Eze was a big summer signing. Just talk to me about him, how you found him this season. He, he's really impressed, but there's times where you sort of maybe uh, substituted him early. But t tell us your thoughts on him over this season. No, I'm very pleased with him. I mean, I think that he's made the step up if you like, into Premiership football in the, in the best possible way. We think he's got a, a tremendous margin for progression as well because he, he does have so many qualities. And I, I'm expecting him in the latter part of this season now, in the games that remain, to really bring all of his talents to bear. We'd like to see him score a few more goals. We'd like to see him get into goal-scoring positions more often and to produce chances for us. But that's all the, all the things that he has in his locker. And it's what he constantly works on. So I'm more than satisfied with Ebrechiesi and I'm looking forward to him having a good end to the season and helping us climb up the table. Great to see you, Roy. Thank you. And you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peter Emerson, Gersel, KLP. Afternoon, Roy. Afternoon. Um, you mentioned there about this revival that West Brom have had, particularly in their last few games. They've found a bit of form, haven't they? In your analysis, where do you think they've improved most recently? Well, I think the loan signings they've brought in have all been very good ones. I think they, 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 they've all been very, very helpful. Conor Gallagher, who was there even when we played them in the first game of the season, he's a player that I've admired for a long time. So I, I thought then that's a tremendous loan signing you've made there. And then, of course, Sam's managed to add three more players that had, or four more players that had even 
all of whom I think are good players and all of whom are, are improving the, the, the standard of the team. On top of that, of course, a lot of the players who were there have responded to the fact that they're playing a little bit better. And as a result, you know, they're getting results. And if they're not getting a result, they're, they're really putting themselves in a situation where a result is possible. And that's been going on for quite a while now. Well, there's still eight points from safety, so time running out for them. How difficult is it for you as a manager to prepare your team for a game like this when your position are getting so desperate for the points and really, really having to battle down there at the bottom? Yeah, it's a good question, but in fact, if I, the answer is quite a simple one that, uh, you know, it's not difficult at all. You know, we, we're fully aware that there's 38 games for us to play in the Premier League each year. And there's not one game that we can afford to treat differently to it, to any other, whether it's Man City away or Sheffield United at home, as it was a little while back, where you know they were a bit divorced from the rest of the pack. You have to approach the game exactly the same way. We know what we want to do. We know how we want to play. We know what problems we're going to be faced with because we analyse the opponents like everybody else and put that in front of the players. So. The job is there to be done and I believe the players are going to be comfortable knowing the job that's to be done and, and, and comfortable also feeling that they're capable of doing it. So now it all boils down to the referee's whistle and crossing that white line and playing football and that's where sometimes all the plans and the preparations go wrong because it's a game and it's not a, a science and we're dealing with human beings, not robots. But uh, I think the scene is set for a good game tomorrow. I'm expecting us to be confronted by a very buoyant West Bromwich Albion, a confident West Bromwich Albion, and a West Bromwich Albion with, with good players as well, um, who are organised and, and know what they're doing. So we've got to make certain that we're in exactly the same ballpark as them and hopefully play better. All right, Ray, thanks. Good luck this weekend. Pleasure, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Cowell, BBC Sport. Hi Roy, Alex. Uh, I was just saying, is there any uh, fitness changes in the team? Any players coming back from injury? No, unfortunately not. Um, fortunately, none added to the list either, so that's positive. But the ones who are missing are, are still missing. Our, our two centre halves who've been missing now for for months. Uh, Tyreek Mitchell hasn't recovered as yet. Neither of the two midfield players, MacArthur and McCarthy. So that's where our injury list stands at the moment. Um, but the good news is that one or two that have been out for a long time are, are now fit and able to take part again. So things are moving in the right direction for us. Wilfred Zaha is back fit and him, with him being possibly in line to start at the weekend, um, he said he might not take the knee before games. Have you spoken to him about that? Yes, we've spoken about it. I've spoken as well publicly about it. As far as we're concerned, we respect every individual's right to make his protest against the, the terrible things that are going on and certainly have been going on for such a long period of time. We respect their right to do it in the way they think is, is best and to show, if you like, their abhorrence of all things racism in the strongest possible terms. Wilf is of the opinion that taking the knee now isn't showing his abhorrence as, as, 
as much as he would like, so he's decided to do something different. But as a team, they've decided that they will continue to do what other teams are doing, and this decision of Wilfs is, is very much a personal one, which we all respect, and the team has no problem with it whatsoever. It will just mean that when the uh, players take the knee, he will, he will show his uh, opposition, if you like, to, to, to racism and everything that's going on in the way that he thinks is the strongest way to do it. Because the one thing is for certain here that, that Will's feeling about on the subject is every bit as strong as anybody else is in the country. It's just he has decided he, he wants to find another way of showing it. Thanks for that, Roy. And just Pleasure. finally, um, Wayne Hennessy is playing for the under-23s today. How, how is he getting on in terms of rehabilitation? And I'm sure he has his eyes on the international break with Wales. Yes, he's been good. It's, uh, he's been back for a while now. He's been working very hard. He had to be sort of um, eased into it after such a, such a, a massive injury problem that he had. But thanks to the medical staff and the work they did, they put him back onto the field, into Dean Kiley's work um, at the right time. So he's come through all of that perfectly well. And, you know, I would say now he's, he's absolutely fully fit and it's good that he's going to get a chance to play this game and maybe one more under-23 game before he has to leave to go and play for Wales. But when he gets there and he joins the, the group uh, to play those international matches, he'll be as ready as he ever was. Thanks, Ryan. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To George Sessions of PA. Hi, Roy. I just wanted to Hello, double check on um, Nathaniel Klein. You know, just the summary injuries, he might have, might have um, slipped his memory, but I just wanted to double check that um, he was still out. I know he's missed the last couple of games. Yeah, good. I, he's another one that I should have mentioned on that injury list that I've just, just given to Alex. I missed Nathaniel out, but no, he's in the same boat. Um, again, making some progress, but unfortunately not quick enough for him to be involved this weekend. But I'm really rather hoping that after this game, we don't have a match next weekend because our game was brought forward, as you all probably know. So I'm rather hoping that the period of time that we have now, we'll see a good number of those players back again, in particular Nathaniel and Tyreek and the two, the two Maccas. Um, I, I don't know whether that will be too early for the two centre-halves. I just wanted to check um, in on Nathan Ferguson. I know, I know you said last week or the week before perhaps that he was training with the under-23s. Yep. Um, everything still good with him and is the plan sort of to bring him back into the first team fold Absolute. after this game? Absolutely. I mean, I think the international break, if all goes well, um, probably next week, I think he continues with the under-23s. But that's gone well so far. He's had no... Uh, no uh, symptoms whatsoever of any recurrence, if you like, of either the knee injury or the or the uh, thigh injury that he picked up with us. So as long as that continues okay next week, as I expect it to do, I will also then be expecting him to come and join us for the last two weeks, if you like, before we play again, uh, which will be you know part of the international break. So his his progress is very encouraging. I'm very pleased for him. And again, they've done a good, he's done a good job and the medical staff have done a good job to make certain that when he comes and joins us, he should, he should be fully fit and ready to go.